Hey now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. We are here at the Momentum Studios in the city of Portland, Oregon. Spencer, you ready to pod today? I'm podding today. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to go, man. I got my water. <clears throat> I'm clearing my throat, taking off my coat, clearing my throat. Hey, we got a lot to get to today, but before we get to that, we got to start off with wind shares. Pull up tonight, export rooftop bar and lounge. I will be on the ones and twos from 9 p.m. to midnight. Again, as I've mentioned already before, we've got a, resi- a residency there every Friday, at least through this month of August. I foresee it being able to go beyond that, but for now, what's scheduled because you don't want to count your, you know, your money before it uh, gets to you. Chickens before they're hatched. Chickens before, before they the hatch. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. I'm booked every Friday in the month of August. So that is the current residency. Once it extends, we'll tell you more about it. Was it was a hot in, night in, in August, humid. Yes, sir. We'll get to that. So pull up tonight, though, 9 p.m. to midnight. Appreciate everybody that's been pulling up. It's been successful. It's been a lot of support. Obviously, the establishment is very happy with what's taken place thus far, and I'm appreciative to not only be able to bring the vibe myself, but for you all to support me in doing so and making this thing a success thus far. So would love the continued support from you all and would love the new supporters to come out. Have a good time, man. It is an elite vibe here in the city, and I'm not going to call it anything less than that. Call me cocky. I don't care. Also, Saturday, I'll be at Bible Club down in Sailwood. Again, we talked about last week, they just won the Best Cocktail Lounge Award from Willamette Weekly, so certainly a vibe there as well. I'll be there from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. It's a backyard patio vibe, so super dope, renovated backyard patio and handcrafted cocktails, good food. You got PDX sliders right next door, and uh, it's an absolute vibe over there. So pull up to both if you can. Pull up to one if you can. If you don't pull up to either, you better pull back up next week, the following Friday when I'm at Export. <laughs> but I don't want to miss you this weekend. So those are my win shares for the day. And uh, we're getting straight to it. A lot, a lot, a lot has transpired over this past week, even leading up to today here on this Thursday as we record. But I want to start off by saying rest in peace to the legend, to the icon, to the greatest winner the game of basketball has ever seen, Bill Russell. Bill Russell passed away at 88 years old. Um, They say he passed away peacefully. Obviously, he wasn't the youngest. Fortunately, he was able to see a lot of life, and he gave a lot of life to the United States of America, to our society, to the world of sports, to the world at large. And I want to start off with a huge rest in peace to him. You know, obviously, being from the Bay Area myself, And knowing who he is from those roots as well, you know, when you consider he went to McClyman's High School. I used to have my AAU practices at McClyman's High School. He went to the University of San Francisco. I've played there plenty of times. I've been on college visits there. Like, that's my hometown. So to be connected to him in those type of ways, um, obviously, it's just an honor and a privilege flat out when you consider the guy that he was being able to represent a community that you derive from. But at the same time, following him all the way through, seeing him have the success that he's had, but more so than any than anything, seeing him be able to live long enough to see several generations have the ultimate respect for what it is that he was able to accomplish 
within the sport of basketball and more importantly beyond, especially in regards to like activism. I mean, he is an absolute cornerstone to this athlete activism wave, if you will, this intersection that this podcast even is all about when it comes to sports and politics. He's a cornerstone of it. And he had success both on the court and obviously was able to make a difference off the court with his activism that showed that it could be done. It was a building block to show that it could be done. Now you look at today, we're seeing more than an athlete initiatives. We're seeing athletes influence at a level that we've never, ever seen it before. I mean, I even look at myself and obviously the role that I still play within sports. And, you know, just prior to recording this podcast, I did a spot on TRT World News in regards to Brittany Griner, who's essentially become a political pawn, who's in a, a geopolitical negotiation, if you will, right now. And to be able to do that so freely, at least I felt free doing it. It made me feel actually more free being able to do it, but not having to look over my back after doing it, the comfortability that I felt like I had being able to do it and considering all that somebody like a Bill Russell had to go through Mm -hmm. to speak about these same type of issues that I just did this spot on and have to watch over his back, not being able to buy a home in Boston where he's winning all of these championships, Mm -hmm. dealing with the racism to the magnitude that he did. I got to pay homage to him because I don't feel as free doing what I do today without him enduring what it was that he had to endure mm. back in the 60s and 70s, especially in a city like Boston, which still is acclaimed as like the most racist sports city, if you will. The the present-day athletes are are stating that. So right. just imagine the time period that he had to yeah, do it, what he did there. It's, 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 it's something admirable, and I appreciate him for it because I could do it a little more free now. Yeah, Bill Russell's the best, too, because, like, especially on, like, the basketball standpoint, He's the only guy that I think the the bridge between the two eras, it's totally, it doesn't matter because the numbers backed it up. Like, he's the ultimate gamer yeah. of all time, at least as far as the NBA is concerned. Like, and nobody ever goes back and attacks his, like, oh, well, he played against plumbers or whatever. Because right. the guy won 10 championships. And, That's and, crazy. And then also on top of that, bro, <laughs> and then also on top of that, he yeah. played in seven game sevens and never lost one of them. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter, like, who he was playing, playing against. against. For sure. It doesn't matter what sport. It could be pickleball. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you mean this guy's won 10 championships, and every time he faced an elimination game a bunch of times, he never lost? Yeah. Everyone can understand that type of, like, you know, ability to compete and to raise yourself at that high level. And it's also, especially on the activism thing, like, I feel like he, he's another guy that gets glossed over just because of his – like the way that he took all of that, that discrimination and the way that he moved through his life during the time that he was playing, it, he always had it like, like there was never a fear. You know, it's like he always yeah. handled it with so much grace that you right. never looked at it from the outside perspective and was like, oh, this guy's like in danger. Right. Even though he was. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. It, it, even in like the NBA, like he's been the ultimate ambassador of the NBA for a long time Absolutely. where most of the people that he, of these kids, that he's shaking their hands like they've never even seen him play and whatever. But it's like it's an undeniable yeah. sort of air that he had that he carried out in all aspects of his life, 
totally consistently. Absolutely. At all times. And that's why he's going to go down as like, I mean, if anybody should be the logo, it should be Bill Russell. Yeah. I <laughs> you agree. Know, if you're going to change it. I agree. I mean, he's the man. He's the man. Absolutely. So, and, and rest and, in peace to Bill Russell. Yeah. Eight years old. He he had a good run for sure. He had a good run, man. He had an incredible run. And, and I guarantee you, ain't nobody gonna break no ten uh, uh, rings. I promise you, that's not yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. Like it's just, <laughs> it's not gonna happen again. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Steve Kerr could do it with like coaching, but I'm yeah, talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know Playing, what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Not no. gonna happen. I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with that. So again, we gotta pay homage. To Bill Russell to open up the podcast today, um, like I said, for all the all the reasons I've already alluded to, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that his legacy could connect with mine and what it is that I do, and you know the the path that I've chosen, if you will, because he obviously had a path to choose as well. So to be able to just connect his with mine in a real way, based on again, obviously I'm not a professional athlete today, but play ball through college and still cover sports and have the background of an athlete as somebody in media right now. Um, and again, still be able to do what I do on the political side of things as well. That's just not always been a thing. And it took guys like him to go through what they went through in real life for me to be able to even get to a point to just be able to cover it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the coverage of that was, very diminished back in those days because you were running a risk because of the time period that we were in. Obviously, now we cover these things to great magnitudes. You're seeing more and more companies and corporations open and create positions just for that particular intersection, if you will, or something similar to it. And so to see where we are now and knowing what he had to go through and endure for us to be able to be where we are now and do what it is that we do and cover things to the magnitude that we've been able to have and, and, and change the landscape of media, <laughs> which obviously is a very powerful ent entity as the late great Malcolm X would let you know, but he had a lot to do with what's happening today and being the ultimate champion as well. It's like you listen to these conversations that are happening today where we're having the debates of guys being able to choose money over championships. And mm. the reality is neither have hold the magnitude that it holds without the dominance of that of a Bill Russell as a champion. And again, that obviously speaks to what he was able to make of himself within the game, the way that he was able to grow the game to get to a point where now these athletes have a choice to decide, do I want to win or do I want to make the money? That's not a which, bad problem to have, winning. yo. Yeah, that's still, that's win. still winning. <laughs> it's not still a winning. But without Bill Russell leveraging winning championships to the magnitude that he did right. to where we've become so infatuated with winning and just pure dominance when it comes to the world of sports that now we're following those storylines to a level that we probably wouldn't have had he not been so dominant. You know what I'm saying? We wouldn't look at and view sports in the same way that we do and hold so much merit into winning that's now got us invested in a plethora of different ways, and now economically the game is growing. A lot of that is rooted in what Bill Russell was able to do as an ultimate champion. So, again, neither is a bad problem to have, 
but neither hold the weight or the magnitude that it does today, if not for the dominance of Bill Russell mm. early on, you know, in, in the sport and, of basketball here in America. And, and especially about the money thing. He was never a cat that was, like, complaining about not having money comparatively. In fact, it was on the Draymond Green show. Did you just listen to the one with DeMar DeRozan? He was like, I, he said, I want to be, he said, when I got, when I first got money in the NBA, He's Ooh, like Draymond I, or DeMar? DeMar. Or DeMar. Okay. He was like, when I first got money in the NBA, I want to. I said to myself that I just want to be. I don't want to be one of those rich, like old NBA head dudes that are just like screaming and yelling at everybody all the time and getting pissed off with just a bunch of money. And they did. And then he, he had a really great conversation about mental health. If you haven't heard that episode, it was good. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then he was talking about you know how these guys don't know themselves. They get a lot of money. They don't know how to spend it. You know, getting into that aspect of things. But I just thought that that was an interesting thing that he said that he was conscious early on to be like, I don't want to be one of those old guys that's just got a bunch of money and is complaining about what he sees. Without I just want to be happy. Be happy. Without, but yeah, but see, but that's the thing about DeMar, bro. That's the thing about DeMar. Everybody who knows anything about, like, even vaguely about the NBA, everyone knows that DeMar DeRozan is a good guy. And yeah, everyone likes him. For sure. And he's got money. And Highly he's a, respected and he's a amongst his peers. And it's Highly like, respected and it's amongst like, his yo, peers. And it's like, yo, he may not win. But did he not win? He won. You know what I'm saying? He won. And so that that's, now he just wants to be happy. He was considering that earlier on in his should, career. He should have went to Golden State and got himself a ring while he yeah. was at it. But... You know, I mean, like it's again. It's like there are win shares, man. Sharing wins. It's not just about getting a ring. It's not just about making a lot of money. It's about like having a lasting impact and legacy that you can feel comfortable with. Yes, that's why a guy like Bill Russell is totally unflappable and immovable in absolutely. His, you know what I'm saying? And where he sits as a as a American, as a professional athlete, as a man, like. I mean that that's the thing that I'm gonna remember about Bill Russell, Bill Russell's legacy is that like he just totally cut through all the bullshit all the time and yeah. like all of the crap that that we try to figure out in this world that was just some he was just Bill Russell sitting on the Bill court Russell. side not giving a fuck about guy. anybody dude the guy I love that <laughs> the man. guy absolutely yeah. rest in peace once again to Bill Russell sticking with death here rest in peace to Vin Scully. Oh man, rest in peace to Ben Scully. The best to ever do it ever. Yeah, I agree. I can't disagree with that. Man, Vin Scully, long time, long time broadcaster for that of the Los Angeles Dodgers in the MLB. One of the greatest American broadcasters. Period. We're not just talking sports. We are talking. Yeah. Period. That he was one of the illest with a microphone in oh his face. Oh my goodness! Of anybody to ever do anything. Oh my goodness! Absolute legend. Again, one of the greatest to ever do it when it comes to uh, American broadcasting. And I don't think many people out there would disagree with me in saying that. But obviously, a huge blow to the sports community, a huge blow to the community at large, huge blow to sports bra- broadcasters, even myself. Again, somebody who laid down a path when it comes to just absolute greatness at their craft that allows me to have massive, massive, massive aspirations in what it is that I do. And that matters a whole lot being in this field is to be able to have a target as high, as big, as as massive as that of Vin Scully as somebody that does play-by-play myself, as somebody that's a sports broadcaster myself, 
I'm grateful to be able to have that because my ceiling, it, it feels like there isn't one. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's not a good feeling to have when you feel like whatever it is that you're doing has a cap. Well, Vin Scully made it to where being a broadcaster has no cap. It has absolutely no cap. It has no ceiling. And for him to be able to accomplish all that he did and just be as great as he was, for me to have aspirations beyond imagination, that's a big deal. And, and I certainly want to make sure to acknowledge Vin Scully here as well. Yeah, I'm glad that we're being we're, that there's positivity surrounding this stuff. Yeah, it's, for sure. Because I mean, the legacies are just they're, unmatched. Yeah, they're one of ones. Yeah, and uh, dude, I love that uh, because you're not going to probably ever anybody. It's like you're not going to be as good as that guy. But that's a good thing because yeah. that means that he is where you got to shoot to. Absolutely, and that you got a long way to rock it. And yeah, you can just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> That guy was broadcasting late into his life. Yes. He, yes, he was. He, was, he did it Yes, a he lot. was. <laughs> Baseball games are long. Like, think about the sheer hours, dude. Also, Malcolm Gladwell shit. Like, that guy got his 10,000 hours before some of our dads were alive, damn near. Like, yeah. he's been doing it. So, uh, yeah, you're not going to be as good as that guy. And that's great because now he's dead. And so there's a new job opening. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man, it's all love, uh, you know. But uh, I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad we're starting on the positivity of this for sure, today, for sure. Bro. Like I, those, I really those legacies are too massive because this la the last few weeks, man. I mean, and with these guys' deaths, obviously it's terrible. They were they were lived long lives, and that's great. But with this last, you know, especially week in particular, but last few weeks, I just feel like, damn, we just been every week. We just got to cover some shit that we don't want to talk about. Yeah, it's and, heavy. And, and we're uh, still going to do that today. <laughs> you better believe it. Well, I already I'll, I'll start with Brittany Griner and then we'll get to the NFL with the Deshaun Watson situation. But we'll start with Brittany Griner because that's today's news. Right. Literally, um, Brittany Griner was sentenced to upwards of nine years. I think it was nine point six to be exactly. And again, I just finished doing a spot on TRT World talking about this just prior to coming in here to the studio to record this podcast with you all. And obviously, we've been covering this Brittany Griner stuff really closely week in and week out. If you've listened, you know. Um, you know, we obviously talked about the 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 Senate resolution that's come out. We've talked about all of this stuff. Yeah. We've been we've been following along the resolution as, from the as house, thing progress. Absolutely. Every step of the way we've For been sure. trying to be on. We've this. been trying to be on it because it, it's very important to us and it should be very important to you all to continue to apply as much pressure to to continue to 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 create as much demand in regards to her being returned home to her family, to her country. And to being able to do what it is that she loves to do, which is to play basketball. Um, but again, today, just it felt like a gut punch. It felt like an absolute gut punch. Being that she was sentenced to nine and a half years, already been in there, what, four or five months. So the maximum sentencing for the crime, if you want to call it that, was 10 years. And the fact that she pled guilty, the fact that she sincerely apologized for what it is has, that she has did. Has cooperated without incident. She's cooperated without incidents the entire way. She had less than a gram of cannabis oil. It wasn't like she got caught with a whole lot. She got caught with a little bit. And still, still, she's served the maximum sentence in this trial that she's been a part of. It's a gut punch first and foremost. 
And then second, it just feels like a statement from Russia because we already have a contentious relationship with Russia. And it, to me, just props up that she is indeed being used as a political pawn. And this could mean leverage for Russia in what way? I don't know. I can't necessarily speak to. But being that the Biden administration had already made a trade offer that Russia hadn't accepted yet, Russia could now respond knowing that Brittany Griner is sentenced to nine and a half yeah, years. I, I, so uh, we're going to have to make some trees shake to get her home in a real way. Bro, this is what I've been thinking about when I heard that. Because I'm just trying to put my mind... And, I, and keep in mind, I have no idea... The titles of the jobs of the people who field these phone calls and are I'm I must be sure that are making these communications. But I'm just trying to put my mind into the what what these guys might be thinking right now because I'm looking at the 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 public opinion and it's like they negotiate or they they begun talks and negotiations of, of trading Brittany Griner for uh, an alleged or a, a convicted arms dealer yeah. from Russia. Right. That I guess is Victor one of their Boot. homeboys. Victor Boot. I guess he's he's real friendly with people over there in Russia. Now, this is, you know, by, by all accounts, like a bad dude, or at least as far as, like, the United States judicial system is concerned. Right. Has categorized him as such. Right. And people were like, and we've said it on this podcast. I mean, I've, I've banged this drum loud myself that, like, you're going to equate this arms dealer to a, a professional athlete who had a little bit of weed on her. Like, those things don't conflate. Right. But, but... Or they don't they don't connect. But um, if you were gonna have to try to like, you know, brace for public opinion, and you were like, okay, well, I don't want to trade you. We can't trade you this arms dealer for Brittany Griner because everyone over here says it's not a good trade because this guy's actually a criminal and she smokes weed and plays basketball. Yeah. And so Russia's like, all right, fine then. Now she's a, a convicted uh, drug trafficker. Yeah. And she's got ten years. Right. So. Right. What up with that trade now? And I, and I mean, this is all just, I'm just speculating here, but yeah. if it was me and I, and I was, and I was feeling like, you know what I'm saying? Like pushback on the other end to try to get my homeboy Victor out of, out of the, out of jail. Yeah. I'd be like, well, now she's a criminal too. What's up? We just sentenced her. And I honestly felt like, you know, it's, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be shocked that there would be a sentencing. And then she no. would get convicted, but the fact that they jammed her up, with the, jammed her up with the maximum time that is, matters. It's a st- it, it, and, it, and that's that where matters. it becomes and that's where it becomes an obvious statement. Yes, absolutely. That's where it became an obvious statement it's right like there. The, it's it, that's the message, and that's what I spoke to mm-hmm. on international news today. I'm like, once we saw that she's already served time and she's sentenced that the maximum amount of time, it was absolutely a political statement, knowing the contentious relationship that already exists between these two countries. And now, by any means necessary, get her home. I'm not one that is with the power struggles. (laughs) I'm not one that's advocating for war. I am one to advocate for protecting yours, though. And Brittany Griner is one of ours. And with the statement made today, one of ours is unprotected in a real way. Yeah. And not... Because of anything that we're doing, and it felt we got to get her back, and, and that's we got to get her back and, straight and up. Everyone, everyone kind of you know woke up today and was like, someone might have to go get her. Someone might have to go we, get we her. We might have to go get her for sure. And that's and that's the thing that people, I can feel the tension about this one differently than a lot of you know these sort of similar things. It's like it's not like a real like oh man, it's it's really like. 
we really don't want to have like I feel like a lot of people are like we really don't want to have to get upset about this one because we will get very upset about this. Yeah, one. and for we sure. don't want it. Like we sure. we're we're just over halfway through the year. Can we just not have this one happen right now while we deal with monkeypox and all this other shit? Like right. that's really the feeling. It's like seriously, just go get Brittany and bring her ass back over here before Period. we get pit. Because like we get, we're just yeah. trying to just yeah. get through the year here. Yeah, that's what I feel like. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I hear like, you. dude. I hear you. Just go get her and yeah, bring her bring ass her back here. That's I'll, it. I'll, it's like a, like a teacher. And like a teacher, like, I'm going to close my eyes and turn around, and I'm not going to get mad at whoever took, but I need to see Brittany Griner up at the front of the class. <laughs> yeah. No one's in trouble. Yeah. And we'll just go on with the rest of our day. Yeah. So free that, BG. Yeah. Free BG, 100%, 1,000% free BG. Want to see her home. And again, the heat just got cranked up today, baby. The I heat got cranked up today. Deshaun Watson suspended six games for a whole lot more than I can sit here and take the time to announce right now. Obviously, being everything, the, all the allegations. There's so many of them. I can't keep count. I can't keep up with how many allegations. I think I, think I just want to quickly say that it is a let the NFL is pursuing an appeal. Yes. Just to. Quickly put all the information in there. But, yeah, there you that's go. the sentence levied six games. The, the sentence levy was six games. The NFL is putting together an appeal. And it's a lot going on there. It's obviously a, a, a case that we're all following. It's a situation that we're all following right now. And, obviously, we are seeing a lot of women put be put in a very tough spot having to witness what it is that's happening with Deshaun Watson as well. But um, certainly a tough one. Not a tough one. We're still figuring it out. The tough part is all the allegations that have been put out there. That's the tough part of this entire situation. The fact that so many women have alleged that they've been mishandled, there has been misconduct in regards to their treatment from him in particular. Again, I want to make sure to put emphasis on the word alleged, um, because he also hasn't been convicted of any crimes <laughs> if by our justice system, our United States justice system as well. That part has to be considered. I understand we are in a believe women first um, era, which hasn't always been the case, and I think that's progress. I'm with that. I'm for that. But let's acknowledge both sides of the coin here. He also hasn't been convicted by the United States justice system and I think that needs to be talked about as we consider this whole grand situation at play. Not grand, that feels like too good of a word for this, but this pretty big situation at hand that isn't the best of situations that we're all having to go through and follow and be a fan of, so on and so forth. Spencer, I know you got a lot to say about this one. I'm going to pass the ball to you because you've called me and you were pretty passionate about this. And I appreciate that, obviously, yeah. with, with what it is that we do. But I want to hear what you have to say, because, um, again, I know you've been pretty passionate about this particular topic, and rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to I've, – I've been talking about this all week, and I've been trying to figure out the best way to say it. And I know that it's going to be rough, but just just bear with me. Like – you know, I I see the uh, uh, the six game suspension come down, and then I see that they funnied the money so he didn't have to pay so much, and he's still going to get racked all the way to the moon out. Yeah, 
And then I see that he walks onto the practice field and he is going to warm up and he knows he's going to play NFL football this season. And you got a swarm of fans trying to get his autograph. Yeah. And, you know, I, and and there's going to be a, and there's a lot that's to be said, you know, there's a lot that has to, we talked, we've already talked about it for sure. The way that the NFL needs to police the thing, maybe, maybe it needs to be different. We know the judicial system's messed up. Absolutely. We know that there is a, a culture of not valuing women in and their experiences and, and their experiences in these institutions, particularly in that sport. Yeah. Now, with all that, I, this is the thing that I keep bringing myself to because I'm like, well, what can I do myself? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of dudes, when you kick it around people, and it doesn't necessarily have to be athletes, but athletes tend to be a great example because they are, they have, you know, as to use a term, they they won the genetic lottery. They're pretty good at they're really good at a sport that everyone likes to watch that generates money. Mm-hmm. And so then it makes them a lot of money. Yeah. And so all of those things throughout their entire lives as they grow up become these, you know, points that everyone lauds and they go, Man, you're the man. You're this. You're right. that. You're a but, hero. But a but but a, a but but most people know if they if they really are gamed up. All of that does not also mean necessarily that you also have game. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that's a thing that I think gets totally glossed over in people's lives in the way that we put this culture out that like guys just act like they have game just because they're good at a sport or whatever. And other, or they got other, a lot of money. Or they got a lot of money. They got a lot of resources to leverage. And then, and then leverage. other people... And and we know this, Devon. You know you know this better than I do, but you know that there's a lot of and Damar was talking about that on the podcast too, but like there's a lot of these motherfuckers that do not have the game, even though they got all this stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah, yeah, does yeah, not yeah. change the fact that people are like, Oh man, you must be beating them up. Man, you should have any woman you want. It's like, no, they very couldn't. Yeah. A lot of these yeah. dudes out here that play, there's a lot of people that play <laughs> professional sports. Yeah. That they hook up with All Star Weekend women for a reason. Yeah. Because that's what they can pull. I know that this sounds insensitive. Yeah. Nah, I get nah. it. Talk, but talk, like, talk what you got to talk. But, but yo, but you know what I'm saying? And it's like, this is the problem. It becomes dangerous to a point. Because why wouldn't a guy like this? I mean, I'm, I don't know. He's not convicted. I'm just hypothetically. Allegedly. Allegedly. Hypothetically. Why wouldn't a guy who makes a lot of money and plays a sport and everyone tells him that he's the greatest every day, but maybe he doesn't have game, which is very possible. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't that guy then go and sit in a, in a massage chair and be like, well, of course I can sexually assault this person. Yeah. Of course I can because I'm this person and I have this and this and this and that. So it must mean... That I have this, and it and people all the time be like, they just let that shit slide. Yeah, like we, you know, we all do. We all let slide when you're hanging out with someone and the guy's saying something just crazy and aggressive to a group of females. Yeah, and everyone's just kind of like, man, this dude's crazy. And it's like, no, nah, this dude's like a causing a pro. Like it's, it's a problem because that those types of things that go unchecked for a long time they turn into a dangerous situation for people to be assaulted. Yeah. 
that that's what I feel, man. Yeah. And and I'm and I just think that like I want to try to be better for myself, and I feel like other people should be better for themselves to be like, yo, you need to check your boy here. Yeah. Because if you don't check him when he's 14, 15, 16, then now he's gonna be a grown man. He's gonna be putting people in danger. Yeah. And, and that and I mean, and and that's just and himself. And himself. And himself. And himself. And, and yeah. e- even if, of course, because, you know, it's such a dicey yeah. situation all the time. All the time. And it's like, bro, you mm-hmm. can't even get, like, there can't, we can't have any room here for any of this stuff to start permeating or start bubbling up. Because if it does, then now you're 25 allegations deep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. and if and if I'm wrong for that, then that for, for saying, but I mean, it's like, that. that's how I feel, man. And like. That's all that I can control in my in, in, in you know from where I'm at. Yeah, is that like if I see P if I feel like there's something like that happening and I'm like I can't have this slide because we know that the NFL isn't going to handle it properly. Yeah. Properly, right. we know that the judicial system ain't going to handle it properly. Yeah, so who is? How do we handle it as real ones, <laughs> as the people in it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying that that are impacted by these whack systems, if you will. No, I think. That's valid. It's valid. It's a valid feeling to have. Again, I, I'm glad we're, we're speaking to this from an, an alleged standpoint, and we've acknowledged that. You've even given hypothetical examples. We've acknowledged that, but the feeling matters, and if it matters for you, it one thousand percent matters for women that have obviously allegedly experienced this or has experienced this and are just flat out triggered by this. So, yeah, I think that I I don't think I could have said anything better than that. But what you said feels right. <laughs> it I mean, feels right. It, it doesn't feel good though. It doesn't feel good, but and, it feels um, yeah. It doesn't feel good, but it, it it feels right. It feels accurate from just a flat out human standpoint. It feels like that's what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, and and I and that's 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 what I think needs to be talked about. Like. Because a lot of, I mean, obviously you need to keep the, the pressure on like, you know, the, the, the big guys that can go and do things about it. But it's like, what are you doing while you're sitting there tweeting? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing in between the tweets here? That's what I'm trying to figure out because a lot of people are doing a lot of tweeting and it's not really doing anything. Like, that's why about like the Brittany Griner thing feels like the heat got turned up for real because it's like, everyone's like, we don't, we can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's how, that's how it should feel with this, this you know, sexual misconduct problem as it relates to the NFL, I think. Is yeah. that it should feel like, all right, dude, like, let's, we all got to do this, you know? It's like the, the the drunk guy's been at the bar long enough and it's time a couple of dudes cart him out. And yeah. it's like, that's just how that's going to have to go because <clears throat> otherwise you're just going to keep, you know, perpetuating this system and it's only going to get stronger. Like uh, I was trying to pull up this joy Taylor uh, uh, tweet because I thought that she said something really concise about the issue. She said, there's no precedent for the Deshaun Watson ruling. I mean, this is three days ago. I don't believe the NFL will appeal it and I don't think they should. But then she goes, but we got our answer about what happened and what the consequences for treating women like that are. Yeah. And it's like, yo, but it, you know, the NFL is appealing it and it's like, we're going to keep pressure on it. And hopefully in this, this appeal at the NFL, you know, conducts, maybe it will change Paul. Hopefully it'll change policy along the way, but it's like, that's not the answer that I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that that's where it should stop at all. Like, 
Yeah. If that's the answer, then I got a lot more questions then. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, and I'm going to yeah, start yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to start trying to call that out because I'm just like, yo, like we can't leave it up to the NFL to hope that an appeal happens and right. hope that they get it right and change Paul. It's just, it just yeah, feels it's a lot. That's uh, especially considering the history. Yeah. <laughs> especially I mean, considering the history. Time. Yeah. 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 Considering the history. Definitely. And, and, you know, yeah. and I'm like, and to, and to zoom out a little bit, like, you know, especially like with the, you know, there are guys that served longer suspensions for smoking weed in the NFL. Now we got Brittany Griner over in another country detained for smoking weed. And it's like, yo, are we still having the weed conversation? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, look at all this other stuff that we're trying to deal with. Deal here. with. <laughs> and you're talking about weed, bro? Yeah. Like, Stephen A. Smith stopped talking about that. You should, too. <laughs> you know what I'm Stay saying? Stay off the, the weed. <laughs> like, they got yeah. him to shut up they about got, it. Yeah, yeah, because he had a lot to say about <laughs> it. He had Come on, man. <laughs> he had a lot to say about it. And, and, and yeah, for sure. No, that, that's real, man. That's real. Um, I want to give a shout out to just to these NBA players that's going out and playing in these pro-ams. And the main reason I want to give the shout out is because of something that DeJounte Murray said in particular. Um, and I quote to all my, to my NBA brothers, if you healthy and love hooping, man, get out to these pro-ams. So these kids and people who can't afford to see us or to, to see us be able to see us for free. We ain't too big for that shit. Round of applause, DeJounte Murray. Yeah, then he also started blasting a dude upside the head with the basketball. <laughs> like Something you so, wouldn't do in the NBA, so, brother. So how much respect do you have for these guys that got to go work at Chick-fil-A after this? You're over here breaking guys' ankles. Like, all right, DeJounte. I'm sure a lot of these older hey. heads are like, man, chill out. Hey, no, but, but he's right, though. He's no, right, though. I, I, and that's the part I appreciate. What happens in the game it's up to the competitors to, you know what I mean? Like, if if the defender would have decided to take a little, take it a little bit farther than what he took it after being blasted upside the head as many times as he did, I wouldn't have a problem yeah, with that either. He could have hip checked him on the on the drive. I, I, it would have been cool. It would have been cool. Been I wouldn't have had a problem with that either. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Dejounte did what he did. And dude didn't did, do did, anything. Did, did, dude didn't do what he should have did. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you gotta understand. I mean, I would be like, what if he was a Spurs fan? He's like, you know, I could duff Dejounte Murray out, but he might have to sit the first couple of games. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I want this dude to perform, man. Yeah. Now, now I, did, I was listening to the Joe Button podcast, which obviously isn't a sports podcast. So let's start there as we connect them to this here sports topic. And Joe was talking about that him hitting dudes upside the head and saying why he wouldn't why he he wouldn't do that in New York or Compton or somewhere like that. I do got to say though, he did it in Seattle and when it comes to the game of basketball, the city of Seattle, they ain't no chumps. Joe tried to say he did it in Atlanta where hoop isn't as prevalent, if you will. And with I mean, saying all right. that, all right. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't necessarily agree with that either, but knowing that he was wrong about the location and he was talking about a city here in the Pacific Northwest that I'm well aware has a strong, strong, strong basketball history, like, yeah. don't get it twisted. These dudes is going out here and clowning against some real hoopers, but that just goes to show how really fucking good these NBA players oh, are, man. yo. 
Yeah, they're way, <laughs> way better than you they're can imagine. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Way, dude. way better than you can imagine, and, dog. And, and I think it's and, awesome. and the reason why they're way better than you can imagine oftentimes is because you're seeing them compete against yeah, each other. Yeah, you don't get to play against them. You, you know what I'm saying? Spare. You don't get to play against them. Looking at him, <laughs> looking like, at damn, him. he's pretty big. Like, yeah, he's yeah, tall. Like, he's it, looks, it looks <laughs> fair against each other Yo, until you get out there and see for you yourself. See it Murray. ain't fair. You're like, I mean, he's lanky, but he's a small guy. He's a point guard. Then you're like, no, he's 6'4". You're like, ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and he's fast. It and ain't fair, dude. No, nah, not fair at all. And, and I, and I want to see more dudes. And I want to see more dudes do that because there's a lot of those leagues that, A, they need the the injection of money. Yeah. That's that's sure. the biggest thing. Especially after what we've endured the last couple of years. Like, I mean, these little leagues, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but like, I'm they, saying imagine the economic downturn not even right, be able to not being able not to, being able to operate. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm no, saying? So they need the the injection for, for sure. For sure, absolutely. I agree. And also, like, there's a lot of dudes that I'm sure that think for sure that all they need is that break. And then they're to the league with it. Yeah. And then it's like, now you're getting dumped on by John Collins. <laughs> and you're going, you know. Sitting home, Grant and Paulo like, is torturing you're, you're on the ride home. And they ain't even played the NBA game You're yet. on the ride home with your girl. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to ask for that raise tomorrow, yeah. baby. I think I'm going to do I think today's the day I ask for the raise, girl. <laughs> You know what? I'm going back to school. Where's that number for school? Where's that number? <laughs> yeah, it ain't the same, Joe. I don't care what city these dudes are in. They are cooking New York. They cooking Atlanta. They cooking Seattle. These are the best of the best. Yeah, the best of the best. And the best of the best, sir. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad to see that too. I'm glad to see the dominance in the statement being made by them as tough competitors as well. That's willing to get gritty if need be. Now it's all about a response but hey they're showing like it's real levels to this yo and that i think is great that is great to just put things in perspective for everybody right you know what i'm saying like that puts a lot in perspective for everybody and then the fact that you know the common person that may not be able to go to an nba game as dejounte murray stated is able to go see these guys play in their backyards at their local high school at their local college whether you know i mean i think they're at what seattle u or something like that out there like to be able to have these players come intrude and invade your community is fire. Cause they're intruded and invaded because they light <laughs> <laughs> they lighten your cousin and them up that went to the local D1. <laughs> Cause that went to, <laughs> cause that went to Seattle. You, oh man, burnt, burnt toast. <laughs> Cousin so and so. Oh man, it went to Pacific Lutheran. <laughs> he drank average twenty six. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it ain't sweet here, brother. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. It's not good, bro. And, and, I, and I want to see it personally too, because you know those guys. You know those guys. But 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 also at the same time, some of those dudes can go. Can go. No, they they and, look. It's levels, and they're their own level too. Yeah. Compared to a lot of the people that's talking about it as well. What's dude? That- but I'm comparing their level to the ultimate level, which is these NBA players that are going out and putting like, an absolute show on. Like what's dude that uh, was guarding LeBron when he showed out with uh, he came out and played that game, dropped 42. You know that guy? Um, 
<laughs> bald head guy was guarding LeBron basically I, the whole I'm time. He's me right now, but I, uh, I know, you know yeah, what I'm talking about? He, yeah. he blew up. I'm sure his followers yeah. on Twitter, like, sure. he finds a way to monetize there. and capitalize on his, you know, newfounded mini fame. Like, yeah. you know, maybe he could get a used car dealership deal in his hometown. Like, yo, that's a revenue stream. For sure. So, I mean, yeah, it's, I, it's, we just, it's levels. That's all. Yeah. This is all it comes you're, down you're to. You're a used car salesman baller, and that's the project. <laughs> that's, that's the it's level, levels. man. That's all. That's all. the level, bro. You can still dream and aspire and, and, no, and create no, opportunity no, to make something happen. No, But no. it's levels. No, you can't. No. If you're in your <laughs> mid-30s, you're not – don't dream about playing in the NBA. Cut that dream out, all right? Cut that out. I didn't say it. He did. I didn't say it. He did. <laughs> you can't dream to be in the NBA. <laughs> no, dream no. on. Because <laughs> I'm hopeful. Yes, I am. Hopeful today. Coach Carter. Oh, on a, on a sadder note, going back to women's basketball, Paige Beckers with the oh, ACL man. tear. Prayers to her. Oh man, that's such a bummer. That's a bummer. And you know why it's it's a bummer first and foremost because the injury is a bummer, flat out. It's a bummer for her school, her university, for her most importantly, and all the work and the success that she's put into this sport to just have to overcome this hurdle. Because I do believe she will overcome the hurdle, but it is indeed a hurdle. It's an ACL tear. She's out for the season. It's a bummer for us and here she, locally. She's, she's big too. So like she's the best know. as far no, as I I'm mean, concerned. like I'm talking about height wise. So like yeah, she you got know, some so yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's got some size, lengthy. So hopefully yeah. that thing heals up. Yeah, good, I think she'll be fine. Like I have confidence in her to be fine because she's just that good. And I think the treatment it, it, she'll get back. Like we're seeing people recover from ACLs at a rate we've never seen before. So I, I'm hopeful in that regard. Um, yes, I am. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but with that being said, I'm bitter because I wanted to see her play in the PK Invitational oh, that's coming to Portland because you right. women are coming. Oh damn! Ah, I definitely thought about that. Ooh. We've obviously been talking about the PK Invitational. Portland State will be in the PK Invitational, but uh, there's a women. Yeah, now. there's a women's one as well, and UConn is one of the schools that'll be coming down to play in the women's tournament that weekend. And I was gonna definitely make it a point to go see her play basketball. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, definitely. It's all right, like that's what most people aren't thinking about that, but I am. Because it was, I already had it locked and loaded. I'm going to see her play when she Dude, comes to Portland. A, she's a beast. Oh, I was so sad about <laughs> like, it. She is a dog. I was bro. so sad that it's... we're not going to have her for that tournament yeah. because that, she mad. <laughs> yeah, that, that came to my mind. Like I said, first off, you know, I want to, you know, wish her a speedy recovery, all the things, all the right things you're supposed to say about that. But selfishly, I was that I had that in my plans, dude. There's been so I much, had that in my plans, man. Have you been watching the WNBA lately, bro? Like you try. Don't to, do this right now. No, I mean, no, no look, like, I, no, <laughs> I did watch a game yesterday. I mean, like, yeah, even, I did like, watch a game. Seeing I, some of the, I, the only reason I said that is coming off of last week's episode. You asking me that question. What did I ask you? Have you been watching WNBA late? Do you not remember we had a whole episode called F Sports last weekend where I talked about how I wasn't really no, watching? No, I was talking about, oh, 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 right, 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 right. right. Did oh, no, you no, forget up. that straight, quick? Straight up. Straight, straight. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't forget. But, nah. but to yeah, be exactly. fair, you know I did watch WNBA basketball yesterday. So I, I just, felt bad. I felt bad after last week's episode, Joe. <laughs> you're like, I mean, not for all sports. I mean, shit, I'll click the game on for a minute. No, 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 no. But it's just, it's been, I watched it, 
McDonald get out yesterday. It's been heating bro. up, bro. It's been yeah. heating up, man. And, yeah, for and so, sure. So as far as pay playoff race and the whole nine, I watched yesterday. As, I watched it. I watched it. As far as as far as uh, so you're saying you're a liar. No, I'm just, you don't. no I wasn't. I, didn't, I wasn't watching it till the end. I told you I felt bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I, I felt. I felt bad. Like oh man. No, I just what I, am I doing just, here? It's been great. It's been great. Yeah, and I and I definitely want to see Paige play in the WNBA. So that that's my. Yeah, I can't wait for that. So like, look, I can't she, wait for that either. If I get gonna, it. If she's gonna have to sit. It's like I've seen what she can yeah, do. Yeah, we know. Yeah, for sure. She needs yeah. to be playing. Look what Sabrina Wanesco is doing right now. Oh my god, lighting the world on, on fire, fire. On and fire. no one can stop her. And no. I, I genuinely thought I was like, I, she's good, and but Paige I think is, that she's Paige gonna get is that bullied next out best there. Thing. But she's just Paige cute. is that next best thing. But see, Paige has got to go and and go where like the battles are. You know, in terms of like her position, so maybe her translation to the WNBA isn't, excuse me, as stratospheric as Sabrina's is because right now she's just looking like, Sabrina's, oh, she's yeah. she's like the next <laughs> Sue Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, she's yeah, like, oh, she's yeah, Sue yeah, Bird. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Sabrina is her. Yeah, yeah. Sabrina is definitely her. But yeah, no. Again, I, I definitely I'm sad about it. I'm sad about it. I wanted to see Paige. I had it in my plans to go see Paige. Like I wasn't just gonna go see the men's game. During the men's games uh, during that PK Invitational this year, I was really excited mm. about. I was probably the the part that I was most excited about was being that UConn there women is a, basketball. yeah, being that yeah. there was a women's tournament this year was seeing UConn basketball. And when you think UConn basketball, you think uh, at least today you think Gino and you think Paige. Yeah, I wanted to see that tandem. Still, I wanted to see it. Still want to see him go because. Yeah, yeah just I mean, a, I'm, I'll go watch game. I'm still going to see women's, but Paige, I wanted to see yeah. Paige, no, yo. Be a <laughs> Straight up, be a I wanted to see Paige. Like, I did. It, it was certainly in my plans to go see Paige because I believe that greatly in her to be the next best thing after what Sabrina has been able to erupt and do thus far in her young career. I think that's that for this episode. Let's get to Patreon. Let's go. On that note, we're going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke. And go win. <laughs>